Are you gonna spend your whole life avoiding bills? Are you gonna spend your whole life having someone else tell you when you can pee or take your vacation? Are you gonna spend your whole life living like, I can't do that because I don't have the money? Own your future, because if you don't, someone else will. Welcome back to the Own Your Future podcast. Today, we have the it girl for transformation. At least that's what everybody calls her, but I've known this girl for about a year and a half and watching her grow, watching the impact to go from sleeping on the floor on a mattress to nine figure sales organization over 13 years now with no business background, over 3 million downloads on her podcast called It Factor. I have a list of all the accomplishments, but what I love is I love the entrepreneurial journey. I love the fear, the, I love the the craziness in the silence, the invisible when your thoughts are telling you you're an imposter, you're never gonna make it, and you keep persevering until you succeed. You persist to you succeed. Mm-hmm. I love this woman's story. I love what she's gonna share today. We got some exciting things to go through without further ado. Can we give it up for Miss Emily Ford? What's going up? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Good to have you, good to meet your fiance. Oh you're getting married, I congratulations. Know. Thank you. Uh, I got some fun stuff to ask you today. First, for you at home, if you're watching or listening, thank you for making this one of the top podcasts mm-hmm. in the world. It's only I've only been doing this for, I don't know, two and a half months now and the feedback, the downloads. So if you like it, subscribe, share it with a friend. Let's keep this momentum going. The the number one reason I do this in the busiest time of my life is to share with you incredible people that can hopefully give you those answers to live into who you're meant to be Mm -hmm. and uh, stop settling for who we currently are. Like this is what the world wants. No, we got to follow our hearts and that's why I do it. So Emily, Mm -hmm. so good to have you here. Thank you. So, you know, I, I call it the Own Your Future podcast because we all want to own our future, mm-hmm. right? I know you have your story, but before we get started, you just shared something with me before they hit play or record that there was a time where you are, it's easy to go living on the floor to nine figures. Right. That's like, but when you really lean into it, like what did it, <laughs> reminding yourself of how it felt, you said you were in an apartment with a friend and just hoping. Mm-hmm. Take us back there for a minute. Yeah, and I love going back there because people see social media, they see who I am today, and I always go back to August 26, 2010, and I remember the date vividly because that was the date that I got introduced to becoming an entrepreneur. I was a nanny to four boys, a massage therapist. I worked multiple different jobs. I even bought my first house when I was 21 and had three girls live with me to pay the mortgage. Like, I was trying. Yeah, it was in there. You didn't even know it was coming out. (laughs) It was in there, you know, but it was truly when I found a vehicle and a business that I could sink my teeth into, that everything changed for me. And at that time though, like you shared, I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor. I didn't even have money for a bed frame. I bought an old desk. It kind of moved when I would write on it. It was that ghetto. I made myself my first vision board and got together with a friend who actually was also a mentor and we unplugged the tv and said let's go let's build something of our own and in that year it was so freaking difficult like it was every single day just like changing my mindset and, and 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 wondering can i do this and should i do this and but it was one of the best years of my whole life i want to stop you for a second though in hindsight it's the best year of your life but when you're in it i i think listen uh, the own your future podcast the own your future challenge that tony robbins and i just did recently it was 78 percent women love that between 35 and 55 not that we don't share uh, strategies for everybody right but in that common thread, Emily, is what you experienced that year. And what, what I'd love for you to share is when you're in the midst of it, there are so many people we meet and said, I was there twice already, mm-hmm. but it got so scary. I just went back to the life I didn't like. Right. But I can't stay there no more. Yeah. I, I just can't. It's like yeah. I'm dying on the inside. You know, people on the outside go, oh, Emily, you're, you're beautiful. You have a job. You got this. You uh-huh. got that. Don't try to do this entrepreneur thing. You should be happy with what you had right so i'm sure you knew you were meant for more yeah you wanted to own your future own your decisions Mm -hmm. own your calendar and still it sucked for a year i guess the question would be 
with anybody watching, man and women, but especially somebody going through this right now that knows they must, they have to. Right. They're halfway through and go, I don't think I could stay. What mm -hmm. What kept you persevering? What kept you going a year when you wanted to quit six months in? Mm. It, it really was the idea of if not this, then what? And so I would lean into that pain of going, are you gonna spend your whole life avoiding bills? Are you gonna spend your whole life t having someone else tell you when you can pee or take your vacation? Are you gonna spend your whole life living like, I can't do that because I don't have the money? If this, then what? And so I lean into that fear yeah. every single day. And I believe the difference with me and the difference with people that succeed is like, I burn the freaking boats. I went all in. There's no plan B. I'm I all in. I play I always, to win the I game. I always preach that. You and, gotta. And I, I wrote myself a check for a million dollars, my hands shaking. And at this point, you got to remember, like, I was making probably 20K a year, 30K a year, right? Like, this was so massive for me. And I would look at that check every single day. And I, and I promised myself, I don't care if this takes me one year, five years, 10 years, I will do it. I will at least make this amount annually and it's just that promise to myself that i'm all in and what i realize and what i see with people that i coach is they're they're not all in they're not all yeah, in they they're, don't realize they got one foot in the I mean, how many relationships have ever worked when you're dabbling when you got Never. one foot out the door Bye. Right? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah or, or the yeah. or the getting in shape or yeah. any of it but i i asked that um and, and I, I love that story Tom Bilyeu said something once, he's a dear friend of mine, and he said, sometimes you gotta go to the dark side. You do. And I was like, oh, whoa, that, we were unpackaging that. And he's like, so many times people in a healthy way will say, focus on a bigger future. Focus on this abundant, the rose garden, the freedom, the joy. He's like, not me. I had to focus on if I don't do this crap, I'm gonna end up destitute. I'm gonna end up working for someone else. I'm gonna end up hating my life at 45 years old. So he was talking about, I would lean into the dark side, not always. And that's what I love. You're 100%. like, if I don't do this, what? Yeah, and I still do that today. So do I. So. As, yeah, <laughs> as, as I'm evolving, changing, doing new things, starting new company, I still do that. I still, I think like, I don't want to get to my deathbed and have God be like, dude, like you, I gave you all this potential. What did you do with it? And it's like, no, like every single day I will go to that dark side. Like, yeah, and, if you- and, 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 saying that like it's so amazing even the the year and a half ago i met you i you i was on your podcast yeah. right i've watched you grow since then you're here doing a show a shoot for a major uh, a major brand your podcast is exploding your coaching business is exploding um but when you were going through that you couldn't mm -hmm. see all of these things no you just knew you wanted to go away from mm -hmm. where you are so there are people watching right now and go, oh, well, look at Emily. She's beautiful. She's got this amazing fiance. She's doing incredible things. She's making money. Yeah. I'm so far away from that. Mm -hmm. what, what hope? I mean, of course you're going to say, I would do it all over again. Yeah. But how do you, how do you, I know I asked you the same question, but how do you, how do we wave a magic wand or give someone a gift today? If nothing else from this podcast, somebody goes, mm -hmm. enough, I must. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, the freedom you have. Yeah. If it costs, I guess the question would be, I'm sorry, I'm talking in circles here because I just want to deliver yeah. this last thing. The freedom you have today, the choices you have today, you still have stress, true? Oh, 100%. Do you still worry, true? Oh, yeah, true. Do you still feel like an imposter some days? Yes, I do. Do you still get nervous if you do a podcast or an interview? 100% I do backstage. I still need to go to the bathroom 10 times. Okay, yes. it's all still there. The, the scared Emily <laughs> yeah. girl that lived on yeah. the floor yeah. hoping to cash a million dollar yes. check so he still lives there. Yeah. But I'll ask you this last question. Maybe this will frame it better. You went through a year of hell to get the, the uh -huh. ship off, the, the, the yeah. rocket off the ground. Yeah, power right? of the mo. Yeah. Right. If it took you three years, would you have still done it? Hundred percent. And that's that's the gift I want to hopefully yeah. give people today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I believe, and I, I'm doing a lot of talking here because I want to talk through this. I believe people go, God, that seems like a lot of work, mm -hmm. but isn't it a lot of work to stay in a life that doesn't satisfy oh, your soul? So much work. That's that's misery. That is literally misery. And and 
what I understood is that, and I teach people this, that you know, when I teach the it factor, there's two fundamental truths. Okay. You're uniquely and wonderfully created, no matter what. Yep. Okay, we're all unique, and we're all, to a cellular level, yep. that's number one. Number two, the other fundamental truth is everything in your life has been designed for you as God so perfectly designed it. And as our friend Tony Robbins yep. says, it, it happens for you, not, not to you. you. Yep. And so knowing these two things, I really leaned into these two fundamental truths and go, there's no other me. There's no other you. There's no other Dean. Let's lean into that. What are my strengths? For me, it's the gift of communication, the gift of influence, the gift of leadership, leaning into that. But I still had and still have many limiting beliefs. I still have challenges. Uh, and now today I can hire out for that. But in the beginning, yeah. not so much. Face yeah. But what I have done, and, and I know that we talk about this in personal development, but it's a whole nother thing to do it. It's to really discipline your day by bookending your day. So when I had nothing, sleeping on a mattress on the floor, I, could, I can tell you the freaking sheets on the, on the bed. I could tell you so vividly, I would take my old notebook and I would write out what I was grateful for. This pillow, right? An opportunity to build my dreams. And what started to happen is because I reshifted my energy and my mindset, my frequency started to raise. So when I went out there to pitch the plan, to yeah. get someone to do the business, to sign someone up. You're coming from a different place. Freaking vibing at a different level. And one man that I signed up, he was a gym owner, one of my first gym clients. He said to me, he goes, Emily, I had no idea you were making like $54 a week. I thought you were making like six <laughs> figures. Yeah. He's like, because of your posture, your yeah, energy yeah, and yeah. your certainty. And why I say bookend your days is because how you start your day matters because most people just roll out of bed and go on social. Yeah. They, they don't design their days, somebody else yep. does. So that conditioning of your mindset is so major. I worked on myself more than I worked on my business, quite frankly. Well, if you look at the most yeah. successful people on the planet, that's what they've done. That's what they've done. So let me ask you, if you don't mind, let's go a little deeper on that. How, how would you bookend your day? If you, were, if you were talking to the Emily who was three weeks in of sleeping on that mattress, mm -hmm. you figured these things out along your journey. You figured them out when you were in a rough space and then things started getting better and you probably evolved and evolved and evolved. If you were back talking to Emily of 2000, did you say 2020? 2010. 2010, yeah. 2010, that's what I meant. Um, how, would you, how would you share to bookend your day? Yeah, so what I do in my morning routine, and this is something I actually do on Sundays, and everyone should do this, but it's wild how many people don't. I study my calendar, and I put in there money-making activities. Normally, that's what everybody avoids, right? It's like, it's those are the hard calls. That's what you really need to be yeah, doing. Yeah. And so what I do in the morning is I study that calendar, and, and it doesn't mean I'm some workaholic hustle all day long, because I believe so much in self-care just as as well but what I do in the morning is the WPP and the truth is is we're constantly battling our mind we're battling outside sources we're battling people can call it Satan they can call it whatever they want I call it strongholds there are things in our mind that sometimes they've been there since you were young yeah. like I grew up in a, a very uh, abusive home with a single mom a man that lived with her like I was told so many things when I was little that stayed in yeah. my head right and so the WPP what I do in the morning is I read the living word for me that is the bible yep. just a little bit not a lot just a little message you can even get a devotional read something yep. okay and then i pray so i ask we forget that we can ask for strength we can ask for wisdom we can ask for confidence we can ask god to bring us a new business partner i ask and then i praise so i turn on some kind of good music and what i'm doing is raising my frequency yeah. you know i'm going I in that it state and with the praise is kind of meditating as well and so then what i'm doing with the wpp once i go out there into the world i, I got my armor on. on i'm turned on and it's like come at me bro and i'm just kidding you know but like yeah, yeah. i can face things well you know it's so funny there's so many common threads i mean it jump in and i want you to yeah. continue how to bookend is it the same yeah. thing at the end of the day but what i realized that at a really early phase in my career is i can either 
approach a day in an offensive way or a defensive way. Right on. Right? So we have different terminology. Yeah. But for me, if I wake up, roll over, look at my phone, check Instagram or social media, I check an email, one's not so good, you're like, oh, that, oh I got to handle that right. thing today. Then everything from the rest of the day is defense. I'm putting out fires. And my brain is looking for what's wrong to solve it. Defense. Mm -hmm. What do we play in defense? We want to protect the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be successful. You need to protect the goal, but you can't yeah. be, you don't score goals just protecting no you we don't. must play offense oh yeah you, and yeah. i know if i wake up and if i read a little or i practice i i call it low levels of gratitude mm -hmm. like did you ever gratitude journal yes okay i've gratitude journal when i was first starting to do this and then i ran out of stuff and about like three weeks in i'm like i said my family i said <laughs> I and then i realized no yeah. because I'm, I'm i'm putting gratitude way up here my pillow was comfortable the sheets felt good yeah. it's raining outside i woke up 150,000 people a day pass away yeah that's what if you google it right. i just woke up you could lower the bar and go i'm just here yeah thumbs up so i practice this quick little gratitude um i think of one win i had from the day before Love i think of that. one win i want to do this day and then i get myself out of bed quick i drink a green juice mm -hmm. because i feel like i fed my soul and i i nourish. pray now i nourish my body mm -hmm. and then i go move whether yep. that's a walk a yep. run workout and if i know if i do that in the morning I play offense. I'll solve the problems, but it's like, where am I taking the company? Where am I taking my family? Mm -hmm. Where am I taking this relationship with my wife? Where am yeah. I taking, like, give me it. Yeah. But I know there's still times that I mess up. I'm in the middle of a launch or middle of an acquisition of a new company yeah. or Tony Robbins, my partner and I are doing something big and I'll wake up and go, oh my God, do I have all those done? And I'll roll over and I'll do my, mm -hmm. and I'll find myself like guilty. Mm -hmm. Like if I don't follow the practice, I fall into yeah. what probably a lot of people experience and they don't realize it. Right. So I love hearing this for you. Like maybe this is a wake up call today just to change your morning routine. If you yeah. do nothing else, how do you set your day up to win or play offense mm -hmm. or be in a state of mind where you say, bring it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is owning your future. Like yeah, this is, is the definition. Like it, you're, you're creating it. And, you know, I always say creativity is a new commodity for sure. Like if people, you know, I teach a lot of branding, a lot of social mm -hmm. content. And it's like you have a block because all you're doing is consuming and you're never creating. So this like a byproduct of this is fresh ideas come. You're like, where did that come from? Oh, my gosh. Like what I do when I'm done with the WPP is I'll go move. And that's when, again, more ideas. Yep. flow all that stuff before I get on zoom before I start you know checking Instagram and all these things but even then I'm still owning my future and knowing yeah. what's my schedule what's going on you know it is it's huge and then the back end of it and and I'm I'm really keen on you know setting a standard of like 8 p.m no phones in bedroom or at least business in yep. bedroom and I mentor a lot of women that are like power chicks and they're like how do I be more in my feminine I'm like you gotta you gotta like come back to your feminine yeah. nature and you know we're always oscillating between both oh I could see that yeah yeah and it's, it's a real thing for women and it really is especially power chicks right yeah. and so I turn on my I love bath. that term power chicks yeah because right? every woman's a power chick yes. you just gotta unleash it or unlock yes. it right absolutely so what I do in the evening is put on some good music take a bath do my whole nighttime routine um, do stretching it's really big like we have an outdoor patio where where I'll do all my stretching. I unwind and read a little bit. I maybe study material for the next day if I have a guest yeah. coming on or a speech I need to give or a program I need to write. And that's just really my like my time. And then I go to bed and get my eight hours and I feel great. And I don't feel so like chaotic. I don't I just don't do that. Yeah. You know? And, and you know when you when you're I, I love that nighttime routine, by the way. Um did you ever notice when you're in the wrong state? Did you ever have things go sideways, right? Someone in your office, you find mm -hmm. out, oh my God, somebody that works for me mm -hmm. is actually doing their own thing on the side, mm -hmm. stealing my customers. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. I had a partner, I thought we were on the same page. Yes. I realized they took money out of our account or oh they're starting God. another business without me. Yes. Right? I, I fooled this person, now they're starting another business. Uh -huh. Or a million other things. I have a dear friend, it's been a friend forever, and behind my back they're saying I'm a dreamer and I'm never gonna make it. Whatever the thing yeah. is. When you're in the wrong state, those things like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Why would someone do this to me? Like, I just know because I've been in both. I've been in where I don't want to call this person who mm -hmm. let me down. It's too much work. And mm -hmm. God, I'm trying to get this. And, and you go into this, 
I know it's going to sound terrible, of a little bit of victimhood. Totally. Right? Like, yeah. I can't believe this happened to yeah. me. And you might even say, I can't believe this happened again. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the right state, you go, well, I don't know why that happened, but damn it, I got to get through this. A hundred. And, and you go from that, like, oh, I'll answer that email later to give me this. And you call right away, like, hey, hey, I saw that thing happen. Hey, how do we get through this? Because obviously, maybe I'm looking at it from the wrong way, but I think you screwed me over. But hey, let's get through this. And you solve it. And in eight minutes, it's done. Yes. Or I watch some people go, man, my, my partner yeah. screwed me over. And I'll say, and I know you know people mm-hmm. like this. I'll say, oh my God, I'm sorry that just happened. Like, no, this happened two years ago. Yeah. It's like, what? Like you're still being screwed over in here. Hundred percent. It was one thing that could have made you sharper. It could have made you realize, hey, I could fix that. Or you could look in the mirror and say, hey, how did I become the partner that allowed someone? To, like, did I did I do something right on purpose? Yeah. That actually, or, or do something not on purpose, but do something that actually created it. And I just, I think it's so powerful what you're sharing about the morning because one is defense, one's yeah. offense, one is strength, one is not. And this turbulence that a lot of people live in, and when I get in there, I'm just a mess. Like we were speaking in Poland, and then I did some consulting in London just a couple of weeks ago, and I was all like, like the time change, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta slow down to speed up. Otherwise, I'm going to not be great when I answer yeah. back this stuff back. And if you're in the right state, you can do a beautiful things. Otherwise, what I would do when I didn't have this practice is I would react in not a good way. And everything like my highs were so high and my lows were so low. And this is what happens as an entrepreneur. You're gonna have ups and downs. And when you're in that beautiful state, I feel like you just let it roll off your shoulder like water you let the crap just you're like okay let's deal let's go let's move on and it's not that we don't have problems it's just we can handle them better and we can flip them into opportunities and and the fact of the matter is both of those people live in all of us yep they do they do they live in you want yeah so so i guess the question is what do we do to keep the right person making the decisions, the right person in charge. How do we keep mm-hmm. the confidence up? Because you're not courageous when you're lacking confidence, right. right? When your confidence is down, you've never made a sale. You built oh, a God. monster sale. Could Have you yeah. ever made a sale with with a significant other, a, 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 an employee, or a sale to sell your product? It never happens when your confidence is down. You, you go into a boardroom with your confidence down, you know you're losing. You might as well just leave. Hey, everybody, sorry, I'm not staying. My confidence right. is down, right? So I'm always looking at ways to protect my confidence. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I go, up, I love the theory of like upstream, like yeah. like we wanna be in a right state. Well, how do we get there? Well, have a morning routine. Well, that helps with, how do I stay focused on my goal? I gotta go, and then if I keep going up upstream, I have to find something so compelling to yep. me yep. that I can stay in that state of mind, even when I'm uncomfortable. I don't like making uncomfortable calls. Mm-hmm. I don't like when things go wrong. I like to celebrate wins. Mm-hmm. No one, somebody says, oh, I don't like that part. Well, neither do I, but mm-hmm. I like the benefit of living the life I get to live. Mm-hmm. So if we go upstream one more time, what drives you to do a morning routine? What drives you to stay in that state? Because it's work, it's like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You can't just work out for a weekend. You gotta work on your mindset. Yeah all the time because you know that imposter syndrome person still right. lives in there. Right. She's oh, still yeah. there. Oh, She's knocking sure. on the door all the time. So is there something deeper in your life that drives you? Yeah. Wow. That's good. You know, I, I, I am being obedient to the call that my creator has put on my life and what I'm doing now it's not for Emily. Like in the beginning, it was to, I'll be real. I just wanted to like yeah, live my dream life. But now what drives me, Dean, is all the people that are grateful for what I'm doing. Of it's course, the messages. It. It's the, you know, someone asked me the other day, they're like, I spoke and they're like, you can like, just come come back. Like, let's go. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I want to go hear what landed for those people. I spoke at an insurance event and I was like, there's a lot of men. I don't always speak to men. I need to know what landed. And the reason is, is because they freaking drive me. And it's like, we got to get over ourselves. And I feel like it's so selfish to get up with all this potential and be like, oh, I'm just going to keep it to myself. It's so stingy. So what drives me is the people. 
truly what drives me. And I keep putting the people in front of me. I was just at a women's expo where a woman was trafficked just 13 months ago in a coma. And we were able to pay her rent, get her some amazing education. And she stood there bawling her head off. She literally was in a coma for three weeks. And I'm like, I got in the car with my fiance, Jake, and I said, that freaking drives me let's make more money so we can do more good and so truly getting over myself and serving others and reconnecting back to them whether you're listening to this right now and you have one person that is watching you you probably have more they're just not commenting let them drive you and so i wake up every day and i've done this and this is really how i started to change my millionaire mindset i think is i wake up every day and i say what am i going to do today that scares the shit out of me like literally yeah. what am i going to do today that gives me a little bit of that woo yeah. right <laughs> yeah. and who can i bless today yeah. i ask myself these two things and i'm like let's go and that's that's how i stay like motivated and in you know wow you know it's it's funny um i've been doing this a long time 27 years this industry and i have to tell you and i'm predicting it right now when that crossover happens you can't hold on on how fast your business is going to grow and i get to interview a lot of people and i'm friends Mm -hmm. with a lot of people in this industry because i've been in it for so long and i get amazing respect from people in this industry and i love watching people grow and i also know when they get stuck because they haven't it's about sharpening their skills or how do I get the mm-hmm. next sale? And I'm mm-hmm. not, th- you, you have to worry about sales. And in fact, I wanna ask you some questions about yeah. sales today. If you don't sell, sales are the oxygen for every successful 100. company in the world. If you wanna impact lives, you gotta get someone to cut a check so you can mm-hmm. give them the skills. All those amazing things. I love what I do. I know Tony Robbins loves what you do. We get to do this every single day. I couldn't ask for anything, but when I, I know when it happened for me. I know the day that I worried so much about the business and there was a day I remember that it wasn't about me anymore. Mm. It's like I had this speaker, this microphone that people were listening to and it was my obligation to help them go to another level, to help yeah. see their blind spots, to know, say I'm not perfect, I've screwed up a lot. These mm. are the things I discovered. This is how I got there faster. And when that takes over your why, your purpose, I can't wait to see where yeah. we're gonna go over the next decade yeah. because it's bigger than us. Yeah. It's bigger, and, and I yeah. say us, like I, I don't want you to think I'm like, I have this private group, it's bigger, it's for all of us. When all I say us, it. I mean yeah. every single person 100%. watching or listening, yeah. that it's bigger than that. And I know when you're struggling struggling economically, when you were on the floor, yeah. on the, and I said, if I met you then and said, Emily, this is about something bigger than you. It's yeah. about changing lives. You'd be like, yeah. no, it's about me paying yeah. my rent. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that's cool. That's what yeah. we all have to start. Yeah. So don't feel guilty about it. But I promise you when you, I, I love Ogmandino's uh, book, The World's Greatest Salesman. Mm-hmm. And one of the scrolls was, I will persist till I succeed. Yes. Right? That's the only word in the English language that guarantees your success. Yeah. So I promise you, if you persist till you succeed, you keep moving forward and you'll get success. And then you'll get next level success. There's this moment that you realize it has nothing to do with us. Uh-huh. Right? We are just this just this mouthpiece we are just the speaker yeah we are, and we get to drive we get to work hard you got to have your why you got to have your purpose but when you find that bigger thing i think it just sets the foundation for everything when people go oh i procrastinate in my head i go you don't have a big enough purpose mm-hmm. i can't find the time you don't have a big mm-hmm. enough purpose mm-hmm. my three friends screwed me over they talk crap about you don't have yeah. a big enough purpose like yeah you don't need a time management right uh, uh, exercise or time management course you need to know how to live into you yes. and set a standard so high that you can't live without falling in, like just moving mm-hmm. towards it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? A hundred percent. And and get in a hurry. Like I'm in I'm in a hurry. Like I'm we, still in a hurry. Just we, so you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> like if people are acting like you have all this time and you don't. It's like people want to know. You know, I I became a seven figure earner by the time I was twenty six years old. And it's like, how did you do that? I just did more calls. I condensed time frames. Literally, I just put more hours in. I just did more of the main thing. You're acting like you have all this time. Yeah, we don't. You don't. Hurry up. You know? Like, I love that. Oh. I love that. Let me ask you. So we're talking about this, and I, I know you might have shared it, but someone sees you on the other side doing extremely well, yeah. traveling to London, doing these things. Yeah. You're here doing a great shoot with an amazing yeah. company. Yeah. Everything. You would think that fear, that, that silent voice in the mm. silence when no one's watching, that goes away. What's one thing? that still scares you that no one else would know? 
I honestly think it's it's just not becoming who God created me to be. Yeah, like that's, that's an amazing answer. That's my fear. It, 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 and the reason I know this, if you're listening right now, like lean in. The reason I know this is because I spend time listening every single day. And if I'm not connected to the source, that's when I'll lose all that. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's just like, I, I, I lean in and I hear and I know I hear what I'm supposed to do. I really, I know. And, and, and I have been blessed enough to live through some really deep, dark, stuff yeah. heal from it to do the work i've done a lot of work on myself and it's it's up to me to tell another woman and to show her what she can do how she can get out of that mess and it's like if i've got over the mountain and been healed i want to help another person do the same i'm not going to hold it all in and that's like i just don't want to get to the end or have, have a t period go by and just be like coulda shoulda woulda yeah. i gave you all this i literally gave this to you you were diligent and now you, what did you do with it you kept it all to yourself wow like what is wow. that like that's what that's what scares the living daylights out of me like i will not so so if you, look, if you look at that it's so good it's so good um if you look, we all need a compelling future, mm -hmm. right? We all need to, to our lighthouse of what we're striving for, that we know in a minute when things go sideways, when it's wrong, you can lean into your heart and go, no, I, I must do this. But what you just shared is the opposite side of that that you also need. When I've been, I've been writing my goals down for 30 years, mm -hmm. I always write, what will happen if I reach my goal? And I've always written, what will happen if I don't? Mm. And I think someone, sometimes we forget the opposite side right yeah what if you don't go after what how horrible would it be for you emily because the way you look at your maker you get to meet your maker someday yeah could you imagine sitting down with your maker and seeing a video of the woman you could have been oh is that the biggest fear in the history of the world biggest i heard fear. ed Milet say that once like i always uh, tony talks about the rock and chair test i love it yeah. like you're on your rock and chair you're at the end of your life yeah everybody's got their own version right and i've said it forever imagine meeting the man you i could have been but ed Milet, i think it was ed said imagine seeing a video of the woman you could have been you'd be like please please can i go back i'll do i mm -hmm. no more games no more mm -hmm. bs i'm not going to worry about what my friends thought like all the the little petty things that hold us back would be nothing nothing compared to that so i love what you just shared without sharing it maybe is you need a compelling future you need your big why yeah but i also think you got to look at what if i don't mm -hmm. what if i don't what if i don't what 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 a misery like what a Ugh, yeah, I, I love that so much. And I just feel like people think they have a lot of time. And what I mean by no, that, I love that, it's just like, oh, you know, and I coach people and they're like, oh, we've got this coming up and that coming up. And I'm like, oh, you lost a day, you lost a week. Pretty soon the week turns into a month. Yeah, a month is oh, a year. Oh, I'm going to start that program in, in a year. Oh, oh, okay, now a year. now, And now it's like five years. Now you lost a decade. And now it's like you lost a life. That's what happens. You lose days, then you lose weeks, then you wow. lose months, then you lose years. If, and if I that see doesn't, it, If that doesn't just like punch you in the gut yeah. to take action today, nothing will. Nothing will. Uh, let me ask you something. I've been thinking through this word and, and I've never asked this to a guest on, on, on the Own Your Future show before, but I'm thinking about this word that vulnerable, mm -hmm. being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I think we're brought up to feel that being vulnerable, especially as a woman, yeah. right? Would you call the, the strong woman? You said a power chick. Power chick. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 I love yeah. that, right? <laughs> if you're a power chick or on your way yeah. to being someone that's living into your full yeah. potential, yeah. it would seem like being vulnerable would be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But if I look back, at least in my own life, and I could be yeah. wrong, that's why I want to yeah. ask you. Every time I moved into something new, I, was, I felt vulnerable as hell. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean... We decided to do this event with Matthew McConaughey, mm -hmm. right? Our, you know, I've been doing this 27 years, Tony for 40 something years, but no one's ever taken a celebrity and said, hey, this guy's more than just a celebrity. I don't right. know if you read Green Lights. It's an amazing That's book, so right? Yeah. And this guy's been journaling for 30 years and he's identified patterns in his life. That's why I fell in love with the guy, right? Yeah. Of like, hey, if I do this, 
it works. Right. I get to live in my, if I do this, it doesn't work. So he wrote that book, not as a celebrity, just trying to write a personal development book. He took 30 years of journaling and said, Hey, I found patterns. Mm-hmm. Right. And he yep. wrote this book. And after I read the book, I remember I called Tony. I'm like, the world needs more of this McConaughey guy. He shares it in a different way, yeah. similar foundation, but he shares it way it's fun and light. Yeah. I remember how vulnerable I felt. It's like taking a celebrity, I'm like, what if this bombs? I let Matthew down. I'll make an A-plus celebrity look bad. My like, it, I was scared yeah. to death, but I realized, then I went back and I looked at every, when I partnered <laughs> with Tony Robbins, everything I've ever done, every time it was something different, I felt this vulnerable feeling you have dyslexia, you barely got out of high school, uh-huh. you didn't come from money, you don't have a business degree, all those things. And I realized, wow, putting yourself vulnerable is actually one of the ingredients it of is. success. So when I say the word vulnerable, and if someone feels it's vulnerable for me to tell mm-hmm. my significant other I want this, it's vulnerable yeah. to put myself out there in social yeah. media, it's vulnerable for me to try to charge for something I'm, already, I'm just naturally good uh-huh. at. What does that mean to you? I, I first of all love the word and I, I I just truly believe it is strength. Vulnerability is your strength and there's so many different ways that I could look at it. What I'm doing, um, having an event this weekend in, in Southern California, I've never done a type of event I'm doing, it's vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's money on the line. There's there's <laughs> reputation. Yeah, but I know on the other end of it, there's going to be strength from it. I'm going to learn from it. What's the worst that could happen? But then I also look at it in terms of even from a speaking perspective, like I will go there. I will, and I know you will as well. You're one of the best speakers out there, and you drop in and you tell people your scars. You show people your stuff. That's what I do as well as a speaker. Is I open up and I let them in on some of my bad stuff, some of my things that have happened, because I know on the other side of it, that's what's going to allow them to open up to me, to trust, all of it is going to come in. I'm not going to go on stage and go, we're going to do this exercise right now. I want to know what happened to you before the age of 18. And I go through this whole test with people when I speak. Some guy isn't going to go, oh yeah, I was raped when I was young, or my mom got beat up, or I was abandoned. If I just go out there asking, no, I have to let them in and let them know, first of all, here's what I've been through. Here's here's how I've transcended and changed. I drop into that vulnerability, whether it's in a one-on-one, on a stage of 10,000, yep. to get other people to open up. It is yeah. your true strength. It is, it is your, your true, true yeah and it's in you know again back to the women that want to be more feminine it's being vulnerable yeah. and when i first met my beloved jake i i was a hard ass because i had been let down by men and he even hard tried to be vulnerable he again. tried to hug me the first time and he was like you wouldn't give a real hug and he was like, you gave like a side hug. <laughs> and I'm like, cause I'm used to being with men and I'm like, I'm just, you know, he's like, he's like, no, you're buttoned up. Like you have to trust me. You have to learn to be vulnerable. Yeah. And it wasn't until I learned to be vulnerable and open up that we really connected. It's, it is absolutely I, your I strength. I appreciate you sharing yeah. that because it's so true. Um, it's one of the things I respected about Matthew. I think that's why so many people connected with him. Cause a lot of times he'd be in the middle of training or the middle of live and he'd just stop. You'd see him pause and he'd look at the camera and because I got to spend a lot of time with him. He meant everything. You'd go, yeah, me too. And it just, he, he literally said, me too. And I, I could feel it. And then later he's like, yeah, I just was in the middle of that. Before I explained anymore, I didn't want them to think I had this crap figured out. Like right. I did make that mistake. I did mm-hmm. fail at this thing. I was scared. I was shared, open my heart, you know, and, and through all phases, even when he met his wife, Camilla, right? He got to a point where he's like, hey, I don't like that Hollywood lifestyle anymore. I'm really being vulnerable right. that was really a showpiece yeah like what I really want is a wife and have killed kids and be an amazing husband amazing yeah. daddy bailed out of Hollywood moved to Austin like but yeah. each of those were vulnerable points uh-huh but you see Matthew McConaughey the ex-star of all the 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 you know the um the romance the rom-coms right it's yeah like, yeah but vulnerability is really the thing that got him to live a truly fulfilled life truly and and I just think maybe today's the day to embrace your vulnerability to identify it and realize that leaning into it is might be the gateway to 
that next level. A hundred percent. And when I teach sales and when people are in meetings and getting a new client, you know, I teach like, you know, grab your coffee mug. The first, the first five, 10 minutes is building rapport and, you know, start with why and, and, and tell them why you do it in this little condensed. Don't listen. We don't need a whole Ted talk on this, but right. just a little. And I'm like, when you drop into that, it's going to allow them to open up. You know, and it will change the game in your meetings, your social media, your brand. My brand shows that vulnerability side, but it also shows I'm a freaking expert in a few things. Yeah, right. So let's go. Well, I, mean, I think that's you know? that's such an important role. Is I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to phrase this with really simple words. I suck at a lot of things, but I'm really, really good at like two or three. Yeah. And Same. I think that's the biggest Same. thing. Like, yeah. like people teach you to work on your weaknesses. The yeah. biggest lie in the history I, of the world. I cannot. When I right? teach it's the like, it factor, I'm like, no, 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 no. The Duck Dynasty guys, like they 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 built a huge brand off of their duck calls and yeah. and building a family around their fa or their show around their family values. They didn't go change and right. do and become something somebody else. They just got really yeah. good at what they're already great. You know, got great at what they're already really good at. Uh -huh. So I want to ask you while we're in this vein of of conversation is. Um, sales you know sales is one of those things that especially women only because I've been on stages with 10,000 yeah. women and I say raise your hand business women power chicks is that what you call it yeah power chicks right a combo or, or women on their way or wanting to start yeah. a business and I remember being at this one woman's event and it was just an amazing crowd the energy was off the chart I was having the time of my life speaking they were but then I got to sales and I said if you're really honest who in here wants another level of their business. 100% hands raised up. Of course. Who in here knows you have to be better at selling? 100% of the hands raised up. But then I said, who in here, if you're honest, is a little apprehensive, dislikes or outright hates sales? 80% of the women raise their hand. Oh. So they want more, they're empowered, they're at an event where they're gaining skills, they're either starting or scaling, highest energy, highest frequency, and 80% yeah. go, I either hate it or I'm a little apprehensive. How do you shift that? Well, first of all, do you believe in what you're selling? Like it comes down to that belief level. You got to be excited about it. There's certain things I get approached all the time. Do this, do that. And if I'm not into it, I'm like, I'm going to suck at selling little, it. Yeah. You know, I was just in a meeting this morning before this meeting and they were offering me a collaboration and I go, tell me the POD. And they're like, I'm like the point of difference. Tell me why this is so good. And I go, give it to me. Let me use it for a little bit and then we'll make our next step. The belief meter has got to be so high. So if you're yeah. selling a service, coaching whatever why you and so you need to you need to first convince yourself into what you're selling is it a good thing is it gonna change lives is it a whatever is yeah. a product whatever so the belief meter so I check that out and I then that. I look at you know I teach systems and duplication and I teach sales teams so there's gotta be uh, a way to pitch your plan. There's got to be a flow to it, whether we're at the coffee shop or on Zoom, you know, whether we're standing in front of a room giving a PowerPoint presentation, that will duplicate and duplication gives you so much confidence. Yep. In my first business, the reason I crushed is because I had the same flow of the meeting, right? It's a different human. There's different, you know, nuances right coming but. in but i was so confident in my pitch and i think that people are avoiding those first calls so you never yeah, even the repetition they're the, missing yeah, the repetition okay so i want to ask yeah. you with all you've learned with building a nine-figure business and all the things you've done and when it comes to sales if the belief is there let's just take the belief yeah. that what i do I, one of the women i had stand up that day at one of these events she was a coach and she ran a pretty successful coaching company for women in trimester four, she called it, after having a baby, when oh, your hormones are all messed cool. up. And she yeah. was like, your hormones are messed up. You don't think yeah. you're pretty, you still look pregnant. She was right. so cute and, yeah, and yeah. fun, right? Yeah. She's like, you your brain is crazy. You think your husband or your significant other doesn't love you anymore and you figured this little baby's gonna take up my whole life and you're going crazy. She's like, but I figured it out. And now I coach women and she was so on fire and you could tell she loved what she's done. Her belief was there. Yes. And arms back shoulders back smile and i said what about selling and she like deflated she's like oh i know but uh, <sighs> i just don't and i remember i said to her um i said so why are you screwing women over and she's like well, what do you mean i'm like you're letting women suffer in silence because you're afraid to sell to them 
They're either going to buy from someone else who's a better pitch person that doesn't mm-hmm. care as much as you, mm-hmm. or they're going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I remember the look on her face and I shifted the whole audience. They were cheering about sales so at the end, good. but I didn't have time to actually teach tactics. I, that audience in that time, I just shifted their mindset. Yeah. So if the mindset is starting to be shifted, if they love what they do, like this woman, she yeah. has belief. What are some of the things, a couple, I know high level, what are some yeah. of the things you learned about selling that could help somebody find that flow? Yeah, you got to bake in when you're going to do income producing activity into your calendar. So there's all these things that support our businesses. Like people are listening to this right now and they're like, I'm learning, I'm growing, right? That's awesome. And there's things like putting together your product and shooting content, support, support, support. But what grows is when you are talking to a human and and you get a yes, that's what grows. And so again, we're avoiding the work. And I've coached people for over a decade and I'm like, how many days today has the story been told about your product by you or someone in your organization? Listening to this, schedule it. So you you must, and I always say do the hard things first. Right, and so baking yeah, that. Stop playing with your logo. Yeah, because you love being creative. Frick, I mean, <laughs> I I was crushing before any of that stuff, right? And so, but it's because I kept the main thing, the main thing, and I'm, people are not numbers, but it is a numbers game, and you have to move product. And what happens is when you lean in and you start to, if you have in your calendar two hours today, I need to do social media outreach, I need to find new clients, I need to book appointments, and you do not let yourself leave your desk there is nothing you can do and you got to set you got to like play this game because no one's coming to save you by the way so this is what i would do i would play games with myself and still do and i'll say i cannot do this i can't even go on a walk i will not let myself leave until i do a hundred reach outs Mm-hmm. And you start exercising that muscle. And, and so this is what I did. And I tell people this, when I was on my way to, to building my first company, I mean, I freaking drove a purple Saturn. Let's just be real. <laughs> I would, I would park that thing far away. So nobody see yeah. It. I would, I went to the consignment shop. I got myself a, a blazer and a suit. I put myself together the best I could. I was 23 years old. I would walk into the coffee shop and I would sit there and be waiting for the appointment and I would visualize how it was gonna go, right? And you know what? I'll just be real with you guys. Like when I first got started, it sucked. I verbal vomited on people. (laughs) I was umming and I remember profusely sweating thinking, oh my God, it's coming up to the end. I'm gonna have to ask for the sale. Am I gonna lowball them on the small pack because that's my mindset or am I gonna high and and high ticket them out? What the frick am I gonna do right now? And that's all this was going on in my head. And I would just go through it and through it and through it. And at the end of the meeting, okay, and this is what people don't do. I would sit in my car and I would assess, I would go, what did I do good? And what do I need improvement on? And I would record myself going through this so I could listen back and play back the tape. We don't play back the tape. So good. I and mean, that's I how I got good. Right that's yeah. how I got really good is assessing what happened. And But but you first got to fill in the numbers. Like you-, you Yeah, you, you first got to schedule it. You got to schedule it. You got to love what you do. Yeah. Schedule it. Have a framework. Yep repetition and the thing is if if someone's listening and they're like emily i don't even have someone literally do this on your husband do this you know first when i got started i called my aunts and uncles i called people from school and i was like hey can i just like have you you know (laughs) yeah i'm starting a new company and i need some practice like how bad do you want it And, and let me ask you as uncomfortable as that was isn't it more uncomfortable just to have left your life the way it was horrible yeah yeah, like, and I know I keep, I've said yeah. that probably 10 times because as we mentioned something, certain phases people are going to go, oh yeah, see, that's me. I, I, I just can't do it. Yes, you can. Yeah. Anything in life. We're just not yeah. taught it. If yeah. we were taught sales in school by you, oh, me, pfft. Tony Robbins, so yeah. if we were taught, it would just be a part of our DNA. It would be a part of our right? DNA. And, and when my wife, when I first met her, I talk about this a lot, so I won't go deep on it, but she was the top hairstylist in Arizona. She was making multiple six figures. The average hairstylist makes $30,000 in America. She was making two, 300 grand a year. And I'm like, how are you doing it? She's like, I just love women. I love making them look beautiful. She does hair extensions. I didn't even know what they were, right? So it's like 1,500, 2,000 pop, not a $50 haircut, right? Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. So um, I remember her saying, I don't sell. I just love making women look beautiful Mm -hmm. and feel confident. I'm like, but the byproduct is you're selling mm. like crazy, right? It was a part of her 
her whole process and when I identified it as sales, she's like, really, that's selling. Mm -hmm. She didn't realize that she, what she was doing. Yeah. So my whole point is, once you identify the belief and you fall in mm -hmm. love with it, I, I love it. You gotta schedule and have repetition and do it over and over again and realize that that is the gateway to not being stuck in a life that's not oh really yours. Oh my gosh, it's the gateway and you will build skills that can take you any place. Like if you can learn how to make friends with a stranger, literally, build, bring them into your network, maybe even have them come into your company, build that community, which I'm really big on building community, that's retention. If you can learn these skills, Put me wherever. Yeah. Like oh, exactly. literally. No, drop me off anywhere. Take drop, everything. Drop That's, me off. You know, it's so yeah. funny. I was going to, I was going to, I lost my part there when I was talking about my wife. But what I was going to say is when people say they don't sell is if you fall in love with a book, you sell your friends. Uh -huh. Fall in love with a restaurant. Oh yeah. my God, the pasta was so good. The wine, the atmosphere. Yeah. The You're selling all the time right. when it's something that you want to impact others. Oh, that, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to share is my wife when it was time for her to sell the next hair or a different, you know, $2,000 hair extensions, right. she didn't feel like she was selling. She couldn't wait to share how they could, she could make them look even better, yes. right? So you said before, same with me, when I first started speaking on stage, I'd love to present, and then in my head, like, oh, you're two minutes away from the call to action. Oh, uh -huh. shit, you got uh -huh. Now I'm at a place where I fell in love with what I do. If you, I was sitting right here with McConaughey. We did yeah. the interview, yeah. and I sold his product. I couldn't wait, because I watched this man work for four months putting together his course. Yeah. Like, he put, we sat in the other room that you were just in till midnight, six nights in a row before the event. Every Like, is this the right word? Is this gonna impact people? Like, I watched this guy not sleep for a week. Mm -hmm. So I, when it was time to sell, I wasn't like, oh, no, I gotta go sell. It was more like the way my wife feels. Yes. I wanna make this woman look more yes. beautiful, right? I was like, I, if people like this day, imagine if they got McConaughey's mm -hmm. event. I couldn't wait to sell it. And and you said that earlier, it's like because so many people go, okay, I just talked to this person for an hour, now I gotta ask for the money. Mm -hmm. Rather, you fall in love with it and you have a framework and you have repetition. Mm -hmm. Imagine how cool it would be if you're doing a webinar, a one-on-one, -on -one, sitting at a coffee table, uh, on a live event, on stage where you go, oh, I can't wait to sell this. Yes. And that's the gift I hope people that's the find gift. in themselves. And if you're not there, get there. Be resourceful AF and yeah. get there. Figure out, call people up that have used the product. Get like get the belief up, yeah. do whatever it takes. And uh, my fiance and I were, were building something and I told him, babe, I need conviction. Yeah. I go, convict me literally yeah, yeah. i was like and he's like okay and i'm yeah. like that's what is my superpower when i, I when i believe and i know that i know that i know i will rock this all day long but you gotta go there with me because right now this is a bunch of mumbo and yeah. i just i gotta believe yeah 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 i, I love it and how do people find you it's Emily on Instagram. Yeah, meetemilyford.com. Yeah, go follow her. Yeah. She's doing amazing things out there. And I appreciate This has been a really fun interview. I've really Thank enjoyed you. it. Uh, if if you had, I, I've been asking this on, on a lot of my podcasts, not all because I forget, but I think it's important. If there was a person or a circumstance you wanted to give thanks to or credit, who would that be or what would that be? Mm. You know, I, I just, I have to say like, my mother, uh, because she she raised me in a small town in Minnesota, and she she did a lot for us kids. I'm the youngest of three, and yes, we had a man live with us for a decade that abused her on and off, but what I witnessed from her is breakthrough. She got him out. She got healthy and wow. and and so my work ethic and really my empathy and love and compassion for people came from everything i saw as a young child and i i am so grateful for her and i work hard for her and to make her proud and other women that i can help you know transform so wow that is yeah. the pure definition of life happens for me not to me because yeah. you could say wow my mom had this abusive person live yeah. with this i can't believe it but you found a way to use it as your strength. I see why mm. you're so successful. This mm. has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you at home, you know you need, there's somebody you know that needs this interview. You should send it to them today. Mm. Make sure you subscribe, share it, and we'll see you next time on the Own Your Future podcast.